0: Welcome to Story Chats at NSB Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts.
1: I'm Narelle Atkins.
2: And I'm Valerie Comer. And the purring sound you hear is Cooney.
0: (laughs) Today, the three, possibly four of us, if she sticks around, are going to be chatting about the CCR we've been reading lately, um, just for fun. And I can't wait to hear what Cooney's been reading. Um, (laughs) So... I am looking forward to hearing what you guys have been reading, and I hope that everyone else is too. I always get more suggestions for my my book stack um, listening to these episodes. So for sure, that's the fun part. So um, we're going to just jump in. Narelle, do you want to go first?
1: I will go first. So the one that I've chosen to go with first is Falling for the Foe by Miller Holt. Mm -hmm. And this is the first book in her colorblind Love series. And um, it was such a great book. It was so much fun to read. So it's actually set in Uganda. And I love international settings in CCR. So I'm more than happy to go to Africa anytime, place, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, this, uh, the, the heroine is... Um, Nia, Nia, I'm probably saying this wrong, my apologies. This N-Y-A, and I think, Nia? N-I-A. N-I-A, it's
2: been a while since I read it, but I have, I have quite a few memories of the book. I really enjoyed yes. it. Yes, I would yes,
0: say so. Nia if it's N-I-A, myself yeah. personally, but I mean, maybe, maybe Mila can come tell us. That's yes. Supposed
1: supposed to <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, um, Nia is... Um, a HIV AIDS activists. So her background is that she was of her grandmother, she lost both her parents to HIV. And she has a real heart for her people in Uganda to have access to medicines and treatments because in the Western world we know that HIV, which back in the 80s was a death sentence for a lot of people is yeah. now very treatable with all the um, pharmaceutical um, meds that are available so there's been a company that's done a clinical trial in Uganda of a new drug that's coming out and so she um, is very outspoken there's she's not a shy girl Naya at all Naya. No, she's not.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: very outspoken and so she p- puts a blog post up talking about how It's not fair that people in countries like Uganda who are earning a dollar a day is basically their wages. And living a very um, subsistence life um, can't get access to these expensive drugs when they get put to market because they're just way too unaffordable and the countries can't afford to subsidize it like other countries in the world can so she puts up this post and then ends up picking up a job with I think it's a government job or it's a job with a health um, department or a hospital system that's connected to the state and um, she picks up a job there looking at promoting the services they do for helping people with HIV and in the meantime we have the hero his name is Magnus and he's British Um, but I think he's from Scandinavia Norway potentially his family's from yeah anyway so he is the son of a possibly billionaire very wealthy father and he's set up this company so he's a multi-millionaire himself he's not short of money by any means set up this company and they've done this development into this hiv treatment and they're basically about to bring it to market so his company has sank an enormous amount of money into doing all the research and development and so they now need to get it listed the share price goes up and then they basically cover their costs and make a profit on the drug. So he's about to make the big announcement. And of course, this um, blog post goes viral and all, and it's like the New York Times or The Guardian, all those types of newspapers, pick up Nia's little blog post and run it. And this is a scandal that's going to ruin this drug launch because they they need the good price. Otherwise it's going to a very bad thing on their balance sheet if they don't get the share price up. So he and his sister, they get the bright idea that they're going to go to Uganda to try and um, put some damage control in place and work out how they can spin all this situation to not send their company into bankruptcy from not making their money back on the drug. and he ends up working with Naya on this project and it's an enemies to love. So they really do not like each other. <laughs> and, it,
2: and it's and not just a personal dislike. It's their whole, um, yes. their whole life system. Yes.
1: Sure. Yes, and she's even more offended that he doesn't remember her. So she, because she went to um college in the UK on a scholarship, and worked really, really hard to um to get qualified and where she is. And he was in her one of her classes, I think, was there for a couple of months, and it was really the, the pampered rich boy, who <laughs> never bothered to do any work in the group assignments and just cruised and then s- disappeared. So she has a very preconceived idea about who he is and what he's like and how he thinks and all that. kind Kind of thing and it's a fish out of water magnus in uganda is very much a fish out of water <laughs> and i loved how i ended up in in the countryside so you actually got to see um the real life of the people in uganda and going to the world well to get water and and all that kind of thing in the story as well and I I really liked the way it ended as well. I thought it was, Mila did a really good job with this one. And it's, there's just so many things to love about this book. And this series, I think is going to be really good. This is the first one I've read. So I'm looking forward to reading more. Excellent. Excellent. You notice the
2: motor is gone. The cat just jumped off. Yeah.
0: Abandon us. (laughs) It'll
2: be quieter now.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we could I couldn't hear.
2: Um, The first book that I read that I wanted to talk about today is called Accepting Elijah's Heart by Naima Joseph. Um, Raina is recently widowed. She has a baby boy. She lives in New York City and while unloading her taxi after grocery shopping and her baby's asleep in the car seat and she's taking the groceries out, She turns around to see the taxi driver speeding off with her baby still in the back seat. Oh, oh. Um, and then he turned it's his last call of the day. So he's turned off his radio. She doesn't know who he is. Uh, It's a private thing. A neighbor in her apartment building called Eli. He calls the police. He stays with her uh, until until the independent cabbie who finally arrives at home and notices that he has a baby Uh, baby in his back seat and he calls the um, the police himself so meanwhile social services has jumped in because she's obviously not a careful mother and she doesn't deserve this baby Um, so it's basically a a racial injustice kind of story because uh, Reyna is black and so, um, and this very white social worker is really trying to make an example out of her. Um, Eli is white as well. So as, as far as that all goes and he's fighting for her and trying to like help her navigate the, the system and stuff. But it, um, it kicks off this interracial romance in which there's a lot of themes of, of the systemic racism that can happen in places and the Christian themes in it are super strong. Um, They just, they, both of them are really struggling in their faith, but they have faith journeys in both cases that, um, where they're really learning to depend on God. Now, this is a, a book that takes place over a longer than average time period for CCR. And you can kind of see right from the beginning that it's going to need that because she is still really grieving for her husband. Um, So there needs to be some space for for that to come full circle, I guess. Um, It's the first book that I have read by Naima Joseph, who is, I believe, if I remember right, a Haitian, uh, of Haitian descent. And um, yeah, I, I definitely would not be opposed to picking up more books by Nama.
0: Cool. I I would love to see CPS actually operate that quickly in uh in real life <laughs> in real life yeah <laughs> yeah I and mean, she's called in by
2: the by the police and and um yeah yeah, yeah. I mean we can as authors we do sure we kind of fudge and slide things
0: through a little bit to well, I mean, make if, the story if, happen. Yeah, if she made, you know, if this is a CPS worker with a chip on her shoulder about making an example of someone, then I can see, you know, how you could set it up. But I don't think that the majority of CPS workers operate that way necessarily. Oh, I don't but... think
2: so either. And <laughs> and I don't think that even in the story, um, she's pretending that okay. this this woman is... is not typical of her of her kind (laughs) but she's the one that was assigned to the case and and so they're all having to try and work around her through her at her uh, because she holds the clout in in this um,
0: situation sure cool all right i have been reading through the striker security force series by sarah blackard which um is sort of romantic suspense, although I would say it's not so super suspensy that, you know, it's, it's not, it's much more romance with some suspense as opposed gotcha. to suspense with a little bit of romance. Um, so I, I'm calling it counting. <laughs>
1: um,
0: there are, I think eight, I think there are eight of them. I bought the box set. Um, okay. And I've been working through the box set. And so far, what I've really enjoyed is um, the fact that when I saw them, they were marketed sort of more as sweet or clean romantic suspense. Um, They have a very visible, strong faith arc. Um, They're very definitely Christian, Um, very definitely. And um, it was a nice, it was a pleasant surprise. I'm like, oh hey, these are actually, you know, they're they're very fun and very good. Um, you do probably need to read them in order. Um, sometimes with romantic suspense series, you can pick around, but um, this one, there was this um, mission that they were all on in the first book that went sideways and was horrible and there are echoes of that through all of the books. So if you haven't read that one, um, you're going to feel lost uh, if you haven't. And um, I I would say I've picked a couple favorites. So my first favorite I'll talk about, and then I'll talk when we go around again, I'll talk about my second favorite, but um, uh, Crashing Into Jake is book four uh, of the series. And Jake lost his leg um as part of that initial mission gone sideways and um as a result of having been shot to where he lost his leg someone else died and so he's carrying all of this guilt that if he hadn't been more careful and 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 so forth um if he had been more careful not hadn't (laughs) if he i heard what you meant okay (laughs) and so um so he's helping a up and coming country music star escape a stalker and their plane goes down. So they're um, uh, they're sort of stranded in this cabin because of a a snowstorm. Um, And it's just interesting seeing she is, she has celiac disease. And so um, none of their emergency rations are gluten free surprisingly. So, uh, (laughs) but he, you know, he has this leg uh, that's been amputated, so he has a false leg, but it's not something he can go hiking through snowdrifts with. And so, it's interesting to see again um, them deal with their various feelings of inadequacy as they work towards um, towards their relationship with one another, um, and sort of this idea that you know, this overarching idea that you know, it's not up to me to save this other person, just like we don't say, I mean, it's so clearly drawn in there, you know, we don't save ourselves, God saves us. Um, And when you feel like you're the one who has to do the saving, that often can get in the way of your spiritual growth, because you can apply that in all sorts of your aspects of your life. And you become this person who feels that they've got to earn their way into salvation, as opposed to recognizing that this is a gift we're given. Um, So really good, enjoying it a lot. Yeah. All right, Valerie, what's your next one?
2: My next one is called The Billionaire's Secret by Megan Whistler. Ah, So there's a resort in Vermont, big shock, I'm sure. Uh, It it opens up for um, people with disabilities and uh, terminal illnesses and so forth so that they can get a break from their regular life, which in this case is not that great people are you know suffering from assorted things so um, we open up with ryan the hero he has two friends and they are his partners in this in this business that has vaulted them to billionaire status and they pretty much force him to go to this um, resort in vermont He has been grappling for a few weeks with a diagnosis of an incurable autoimmune disorder. And um, he doesn't want to step out even temporarily, but I mean, he's falling asleep in board meetings. He's, He's missing some of the cues he needs and his friends are like, you need a break." And he's like, "But, but." And they're like, "No, everything will be fine. We've got it covered while you're away. We're not pushing you out. We just you need a break." So finally, very reluctantly, uh, he agrees to go. And while he's there, he meets Zara, who um, who's there accompanying her terminally ill mother. So her mom, of course, being one of those who just wants to live long enough to see her daughter happy. Uh, it's not exactly a fake relationship thing, but there is, there is some kind of hints of that in there. As, and she has no idea that Ryan has a pile of money. Um, and Ryan doesn't really want to tell her that he's got these um, health problems. He doesn't want to, to saddle any woman with that. He, he can't. He shouldn't. Um, But so through it, they somehow manage to forge a friendship that quickly leads to more when Zara's mother needs sudden intervention. And um, Ryan has the capability to make that happen like instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And she's very shocked and all that good stuff. Um, But then of course, she's not really impressed to find out that he's rich and that he's been hiding that from her. And he was just trying to be, you know, one of the normal people. And um, there was really a lot to like in this book. Uh, You may know that I I wouldn't go out of my way necessarily to pick up a billionaire romance, although I'm finding that that's less and less true, really, honestly, um, in the last year or so. Um, This one was really well written, Mm -hmm. and it ticked a lot of the feel-good and um, done-right boxes for me. I really enjoyed the story.
1: It's
0: on my I, TBR I, list. That one, yeah. I just, I just read that one. It didn't make my list because I literally read it day before yesterday. So, um, <laughs> but it's, what do you weird. think of it? I loved it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I agree. It's, it's, it's billionaire done right. <laughs> um, you know, it addresses and and I like the fact you know that he's working and he's grappling with these things and um, and he has to sort of acknowledge his own insufficiency I guess right. you know the money doesn't fix everything and that's right. you know I like that aspect of billionaire novels is for, for you to realize that you know money sometimes causes more problems than it solves depending um, it can't fix everything um, no I liked it now. I liked it a lot I'm looking forward to the next I, I think it's the first in a new series if I recall I believe so, yes. so I'm hoping the next one is Zara's brother I'm assuming that's sort of although it could be one of the other venture capitalists so
2: I'm, there's a lot of it's one of the other guys but it might um, be, it yeah. be wrong. there's
0: a lot of room she she has a lot of people who I want to read stories about so she set it up she set up a series nicely <laughs> yeah she did yeah yeah Yep. Yeah. all right yeah. Narelle what's yours
1: well, my next one is um, Hoping for Hawthorne by Tara Grace Erickson, which is book, the first book, although I think it's book zero, um, yeah. in the Bloom Sister series, because obviously Hawthorne is not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it is a boy's name. Yes. And a football team name in Melbourne. That's what I keep thinking of. Would you oh, believe an funny. AFL team name?
2: Yeah. I was going <laughs> to anyway. say, I don't, I don't know that it's not a girl's name. It's To me, it's, it's not a, a boy's pre-name. name either. Yeah. It's a name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a person's name at all.
1: Anyway. But anyway I digress yes so um I like to start in book one when I read a series and so I thought well I need to go back to the beginning and read the first book because both of you have talked about um, Tara's books glowingly and I thought so I need to find out what this is all about so um Hawthorne um is he's he's sort of aimless like he's got s- Or six sisters who kind of have their lives together and he had previously had a company that had gone bankrupt or into liquidation and he's living at home with his parents on the farm kind of just rolling along sort of not Aimlessly sort of traveling along, and um, Avery, who is the heroine, she's a chemical engineer and is going to be working at the university in town. So she's very smart, very intelligent, and very forthright. And I just love the meet cute in this book. They're in this, yeah, they're in this bar, and um, he's with his drinking buddy friends from um, college. That he really knows that they're not a good, they're not, they're not a good crowd for him to be around. But he's kind of just aimlessly cruising along and whatever. Just says. He'll hang out with them, and there's a waitress who one of his um buddies is quite obnoxious to. And Avery calls them out on the behavior. Oh, she's I really like Avery. And then <laughs> she, she calls, yes. And then she calls Hawthorne by name and he's like, "Who is this woman who knows me? This is awful." And um fast forward a little bit in time because Avery's back in town where she did grow up, and she was friends with I think it's Daisy mm. and Lily maybe yeah. no oh, I can't remember she was Some of his sisters yeah yeah so many <laughs> sisters yeah so she was friends with his younger sisters and he's oh, he was older so I think when she was like high school age he was at college mm-hmm. age and so um her mum uh, his mum I should say invites Avery to come to the Saturday morning brunch that the family has every week this is a big deal in the boy family their Saturday brunch and then he works out who she is and it's like oh this is not good <laughs> so <laughs> the foundation for enemies to love is there and she'd had a massive crush on him years ago and um yeah and what I think I really liked about this book is that she just wasn't prepared to settle like she she liked him she was attracted to him but he had to get his act together and and start behaving himself and start really thinking about his faith and about about stuff for her to actually engage with him on a relationship level. And I think that was a really positive message that sort of went through the book that, that she wasn't just going to settle for him, um, hanging out with these guys who are really quite a bad influence on him as well. Yeah. So I really liked the um, faith um, message and the faith journey in this book as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading more.
2: I liked how that book landed up but i didn't really i had i struggled a lot with hawthorne in the first few chapters i just really wanted to do some damage (laughs) okay spank. i wanted him to just like not be so stupid um and I, i know as an author it's it's a hard line to draw you want to give your characters room to grow and they can't all be like just now becoming like this wonderful person uh, that everybody wants to hang out with but um, yeah I mean I think Tara did a great job of pulling him through that out of that Um, but I did struggle with the with the beginning of that story.
0: He was tough at the beginning because he was so like little aimless boy and it's like dude you're you're not a teenager anymore this isn't cute you gotta i mean and that's kind of the whole point of the story right is it's yeah it's time to grow up now um and she did do a very good job getting him there but i agree that he avery pulls you through the beginning of the story where you're like wanting to s- throttle bring <laughs>
1: I didn't have that, interestingly. And I think this again goes back to maybe my background and and being an Aussie and I've talked, I'll be talking in episodes about how um, that sort of bar culture is not probably as foreign to me maybe as other people, but I saw him as quite typical. To me that wasn't surprising Hmm. that he was hanging out with these people because he didn't have a reason not to. So I thought that was very realistic, but I could see why some readers could struggle with that being too real if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas I, would, I was there. I would yeah. say
0: it's still very realistic for American kids of that age. Um, it, it certainly maybe not so much in not as much, maybe in like the church crowds, but even still some. Um, but you know, I think because you know it at least for me it's like i know this is christian fiction so he can't stay this way <laughs> yeah and he knows better he was raised better um yeah. that's that party was probably part of it too is it's like you, you can just, tell that he was raised better
2: i just want to say to our podcast listeners that if you start this book and you go i hate this guy i'm going to put this book down give him a bit of time
0: yeah hang in there it's <laughs> worth there. it it's
2: worth it, it to hang in there and if you if you like the whole story from the beginning, you That's go. That's good.
0: That's good too. You go. It's a
2: great <laughs> series. Yes. Um, I think the whole series is complete now, yes. um, and you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, but
0: uh, yeah, g- give them give them a chance. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so my second one is is another striker Security Force. Um, this one is Discovering Rafay. I think it's Rafe, R-A-F-E. That's, I would say Rafe. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, it could um, be Rafe. Is the other otherwise? See, that's what I'm like. It could be Rafe. That sounds really strange to my ears. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have the little slash over the E though. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, I call him Rafe in my head. Okay. So that's what you're getting is Rafe. Um, And what's fun with this one, it's book five and books four and five of the series, actually their timeline is uh, overlapping. So um, you read book four first and you get this perspective on it. And then you read book five, which has sort of a different, like it takes a turn. um, So you get some of book four the same, just from different perspectives and then it takes a little turn. So while Jake, is uh, stranded in this cabin, you're finding out what's going on with um, Piper and Rafe, And uh, so that's kind of fun, you know, to, I like it. It's hard. I've written it once or twice. (laughs) Me too, once. It's really hard. It's It's really really hard for the author. So um, I appreciated it from that standpoint too, because it's, it's not easy. Um, But Rafae is just again riddled with guilt um but he's he's just fabulous and he's a brother's best friend this is a brother's best friend um her Piper um Piper's brother Daniel it's Daniel or David it starts with a d um anyway he and Rafae were best friends growing up and Piper was kind of the tag along you know thinking how hot <laughs> her brother's <laughs> friend was the whole time so she's had this unrequited crush for forever and she's like she was just getting to the point like it's it's time to move on i've got to get over this this is ridiculous and then he's back in her life um so i like that too i think that's a fun trope um it's just a fun trope and it was well written and well done so all right um i don't have a third one do either of you have a third one that you just have to mention me. I do. No. Okay, Valerie does. <laughs> um, the other book that I read recently that I wanted
2: to talk about is To Bring You Back by Emily Conrad. And um, Adeline used to sing in the high school version of the now famous band Ostrug. Um She was still in high school when the other guys, the guys, not the other guys she's the only girl um when they went to LA to make it big without her and her dad wouldn't let her go because hello she still had to finish high school um and she's there's been some stuff that's happened and you don't know what kind of stuff it is at the beginning um the band has rented an estate nearby in Wisconsin for the summer so that the um lead singer Gannon can, you know, write some music and they can get ready for their next, their next gigs, their releases. I, I think it was to, to make uh, another album. Anyways, um, she is forced to see him and she's had a troubled past with him. And you figured that part out really quickly. Um, then the town teenagers clue in that these guys who are wandering around, you know, with their caps low and skulking around are this awesome awestruck band and then then they figure out that Adeline was once part of the group and and then there's just no peace for anybody because they're really big and she uh, is forced to go to the estate for her own security so the story is full of ups and downs as these little details get revealed and then more get revealed and then more. And Adeline and Gannon work through the trauma they went through together and uh, all the the years previously. So, because I mean, I could spoiler alert that like (laughs) 10 ways from Wednesday, but I won't. Um, The pieces are revealed slowly, but quickly enough And um, I found that it was well paced and well written and um, I really liked Adeline, she was stuck, she was stuck in the past, and uh, Gannon was trying to help her um, work through but you didn't know why exactly or what his stake in it was, Um, but it was well done and I enjoyed it now we've got a rock star romance here so that's also you know, fun. Um, but I I did really enjoy this story.
1: Sounds good.
0: Yeah. All right. So let us know what you've been reading lately. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us in the comments, or if you've read any of these, feel free to comment on those as well. We're always, we love to hear from you guys. We will not have an episode next week for Good Friday. Um, Spend your day doing Good Friday things, thinking of how, how much Jesus gave for us Um, and we'll see you the week after. (laughs) So uh, thank you for joining us at story chats. Uh, Please do drop us a comment. We do love to hear from you. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell and subscribe. So you never miss an episode. You can check out insperomance.com slash story chats to see information about the podcast and, um, We won't see you next week. We'll see you the week after next. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye.
2: Goodbye, everyone.